0: CEO of the Bulldogs, Amit Baines, has been good enough to join us. Morning, Amit.
1: Morning, Jules. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolute pleasure. A good day for your footy club. I guess some people are asking why now. Can you just explain why it was important from the club's point of view, and I'm assuming from Luke's point of view, uh, to go into next season uh, with a contract extension?
1: Yeah, firstly, can I say it is uh, an exciting announcement, and I think that the fan sentiment that we've seen Last night that's carried through to today has, has backed that up. I think our fans are really supportive of, of the decision and, and obviously Luke's record uh, speaks for itself during his time at, at the club. I think from our perspective, like every club, year, you conduct your end-of-year reflections on how, how the year's gone and the things that you know have worked really well, the things that need to change and improve. And through that process, it, it also became very clear that In terms of what we're hoping to achieve over the next few years, um, Luke was a man to take us forward. Uh, Incredible support from the playing group, from the football program, and obviously really well respected. So, um, you know, we commenced those discussions a number of weeks ago and and came to the conclusion that, you know, we're all on the same page. So rather than wait, um, we may as well lock it in now.
0: Is it just too unsettling for a footy club in this, I guess, modern environment with all the heat and all the media speculation, particularly coming off a year that wasn't a disaster for the Bulldogs, but it certainly wasn't what the club was expecting to have a coach go into the final year of their contract.
1: Yeah, oh, look, we, we acknowledge it was a disappointing year in the sense that we had higher ambitions. Um, playing finals is always great, um, but, you know, you want to be there at the pointy, end. so we we certainly appreciate that. But, yeah, look, the, the pressure does come. That That didn't, you know, play into our decision. We certainly didn't feel like we had to make this call ahead of time to to cut that off. It it obviously helps in practice, um, but, you know, there had been a bit of noise. um, A little bit on your station from a couple of personalities uh, (laughs) at the conclusion of the season around that. Um, But but that, that certainly didn't drive the decision. You know, ultimately the decision was made as to what was in the best interest of the club. Uh, and, and Luke, obviously, and, and the timing presented to, to lock it away this side of Christmas.
0: I think I know who you're talking about there, Amit. He might have been on breakfast this morning, and I'm not talking about Sam Edmonds. So I think that's who <laughs> uh, you are uh, talking about. Just on Luke, I, I really enjoyed his article in the Herald Sun today with Mark Robinson. Do you think, in the main, he's a misunderstood character? And how different is he, do you think, to the perception that, that might be out there about Luke?
1: Yeah, I think I think he is um, a bit misunderstood, and, and and in fairness, you know, as he went through um, in, in detail in his interview with Robbo today, you know, he's got his reasons for having wanted to be um, a little bit more media shy, I suppose, in, in more recent times, which probably adds to the mystique. In, in fairness, uh, but look, he's a he's a terrific guy. I think the thing that we all love about him, and, and the reason why his players are inspired to go out there and play for him year after year. He's just, um, you know, the human connection. He's just a very good person with, with strong morals. He's very people-focused. Um, you know, his loyalty uh, to, his, to his players and to, to the club knows, knows no bounds. Um, you know, that's obviously been problematic at different times, but it comes, comes from that place. So, you know, he, he's just a, fundamentally a really good person.
0: What's the most common misconception about Luke, do you think?
1: Uh, I think he addressed a couple. One, one was around um, issues with the media more broadly. I think, you know, um, there, there's clearly uh, a need, perhaps, for him to to be a bit more visible in the in the general public. Uh, he does do things for our media, um, sort of week to week. I think that's one that's one part, and um, I think the other part um also is around like like all senior coaches i suppose at different times just um what their mindset might be and their, and their disposition um like any senior coach um particularly successful ones you know he's incredibly competitive and you know he's desperate to, to win every time our team steps out on the park but away from that you know he's just a, a really um, good person at heart
0: Speaking with the Meat Baines, Western Bulldogs CEO off the back of the news that Luke Beveridge has extended his contract out until 2025. I guess one thing that does get focused on with the Western Bulldogs and and Luke's won the premiership. He's been to another grand final. But a point about never finishing in the top four uh, after the home and away with Luke, you've obviously added to your squad again next year. Is that the expectation next year? This is a top four team. With the talent that you've got, you should be a top four team.
1: Oh, look, that that has to be the ambition because history shows that um, we are the outlier, I suppose, having, having made a grand final and, and won another grand final from outside the top four. But, you know, that, that's really unique. So you need to be in the top four to give yourself the best opportunity of winning the premiership. And, and clearly everyone at our club, including Luke, acknowledges that, that that's got to be the aim and we haven't got there yet. So I think, you know, we, we look at that with a really optimistic lens and, and say if we've been able to achieve what we have without finishing in the top four, um, you know, life and, and your aspirations will become a lot easier if we do. So definitely definitely, what we're um, seeking to do, as I said earlier, you know, we're, we're all disappointed around the end of the season and, and what we thought we were still capable of achieving beyond that Fremantle final. So I think we go into this pre-season really excited about the year ahead. And as you mentioned, adding in, Rory Lobb and Liam Jones adds to that.
0: Just uh, the the club's obviously training elsewhere at the moment at, at Skinner Reserve this morning, and Luke has just addressed the media. I'll drive past the Witten Oval a little bit. It's a uh, it's a very different looking place at the moment. When when's the surface going to be up and ready again?
1: Um, if you can tell me when it stops raining in Melbourne, I'll give you a precise date. it's yeah, been, that, uh,
0: <laughs> nah, it that's also, been
1: ideal it's been a, a real no nah, it's been a real struggle and, and obviously it's just we're just focused on our construction project but all around town the wet has has caused problems in, in many different ways. so um, that, that's put a bit of pressure on it but we're still aiming to have uh, the surface component of the redevelopment up and running by round one. Um, next year, but as you mentioned, the, the team are training at Skinner Reserve. So we partnered with the City of Melbourne to regrade that oval, so it's MCG size, brand new surface, uh, the beautiful red, white, and blue running track around the perimeter. <laughs> um, but that's been up and running. Our, uh, our AFLW team and VFL team had been training there during the year once the lights came down here at, at Witten Oval. So um, now things are going well. It's only you know it, it's not ideal having to be. Um, at a different ground when all other facilities are still here at, at Whitnoble, but it's only a, a six or seven minute drive up to Braybrook.
0: Just on a, a, a broader topic, in the AFL at the moment, we, you know, we, there's no successor to Gil McLaughlin. We don't have a new operations boss yet since uh, Brad Scott left that role. Still, Tasmania's a little bit up in the air. Is there a little bit of sort of uncertainty around clubland at the moment, given some key posts and some key decisions have yet to be made?
1: Yeah, look, I think like everyone and particularly those within the industry are really intrigued to see where those decisions land. Um, You know, we we also recognise that each each one of those things that you outlined, Jules, are incredibly significant decisions and appointments that need to be made given the the impact and influence they have on the whole game. So, um, you know, clearly clearly the AFL are working through each of those and, and we're really intrigued to see where they land because they will have significant impact for the industry and clubs.
0: I know you're not in the football department, meat, but why do you think the Bulldogs will be better in 2023 than they were in 2022?
1: Yeah, look, I think, you know, going back to to what you said, we've been able to add in some mature experience, um, you know, particularly from a key position end. Uh, I think the last, you know, without making excuses, because you always want to go deep, but the last couple of um, seasons prior to, to this one um, were, were pretty intense and ended. Uh, you know, after long periods on the road in in hubs, so I think that the difference we've already seen in in the players and and coach and staff, um, you know, mindset and disposition, having had a proper break and, and coming back to training's been really positive. Um, and and I think that there's been, you know, and you referenced Luke's article this morning. I think even within that, there's been, uh, you know, him sharing um some pretty honest reflection on things that we didn't get right this year that led to the inconsistency that we saw. Um, But we know that if we get it right at our best, we did beat three of the top four and narrowly lost to Geelong. So we know at our best, when we are playing strong and consistent footy, um, you know, we we do match it with the best. So the the real emphasis is on fine-tuning some of the things that we we didn't get uh, quite right last year. and and delivering that consistency that we all crave.
0: Just finally, obviously COVID was such a tough time for all coaches, and not just talking senior coaches here, everyone in coaching staffs, And Luke's spoken about that. He's also spoken in the article about how disappointed he felt for Brett Ratton. Did you see sort of an emotional toll amongst Luke in those COVID years? And even at times last year when we were, you know, football departments still aren't as big as they used to be. Did you see that taking a toll on Luke?
1: Oh, I think to, to your starting comment, it took a toll on everyone. So, you know, Luke, yes, but whether it's Chris Grant as head of footy and, and the breadth of his role or, or any of our staff, really, who, you know, were in hubs for extended periods and um, away from family, I, I think those things, you know, it's hard to quantify the toll that that takes, but there's no doubt that it, it played its part. So, you know, having had a, a proper break and an opportunity for people to have downtime, to travel, to spend quality time with their family, I think um, we'll be much better off for it, as will all clubs, really.
0: Well, mate, uh, always generous with your time. Uh, Thanks again for jumping on at short notice. And uh, well done getting that piece of business done before Christmas. And uh, have a great Christmas and New Year. And we look forward to chatting in the New Year with some grass on the Witten Oval.
1: Perfect, Jules. Thank you. All the same to you. And, yeah, a big thank you to SCN being great supporters of the Western Bulldogs across the year.